0: Hey, everybody. This is Todd Zempel with Gordon Asset Management, here with another edition of the Gordon Asset uh, Management Market Update. Um, Today's Market Update, September 29th, 2020. Uh, We'll cover a lot of things today, but first, I did want to give everybody a brief update that uh, we are now making this weekly webcast available in a uh, podcast format. Uh, So you can actually search Gordon Asset Management on Apple, Spotify, Google, et cetera, and uh, listen to our podcast uh, through those various providers. Uh, We're also putting out uh, additional content in between our weekly market updates that you may find interesting. So uh, definitely check that out. Uh, Jumping right into the coronavirus update. So U.S. COVID-19 cases climbed uh, 300,000, 310,000 week over week uh to about 7.1 million current hospitalizations uh bumped up slightly 785 people to to uh just about 29,000 and change uh deaths did jump up quite a bit 5200 uh, currently about 197 deaths in the United States covid related uh, But what i think is very interesting to note on the covid front is that since uh, September 1st Hospitalizations are actually down 16 and a quarter percent while cases are up 18 and a percent. So we're starting to see this, uh, divergence between the most affected COVID folks, uh, and, uh, hospital, uh, hospitalization rates. So, uh, what this says to us is that either healthier people are starting to get COVID, uh, now or the strain is, is mutating and potentially becoming less harmful. Joe, anything
1: on that? Uh, yeah, uh, Z, the there is evidence out in a couple studies that the strain is weakened and maybe fifty percent or less of the strength of what was going on in April and May, and that would account for why that stat is what it is. But the other interesting thing is uh, uh, because the strain is dissipating, uh, some studies now are, are saying that the survival rate is ninety nine percent and greater at every age group uh, until you get to age 70 and over, and that survival rate is about 94 percent. So good news, uh, hospitalizations way down, even though cases are up. So moving on, uh, how does that impact the markets? It's been a real wild, choppy market here in September, and you can see uh, markets started to kind of do a little bit better Thursday late and Friday last week. The the uh, Europe-Asia Far East Index, EFI, uh, gained a little bit, but still down 8% uh, plus year-to-date. Emerging markets fell almost 2% and are now down 4% uh, year-to-date. Some of that had to do with the dollar deciding to strengthen. Uh, gold also fell as a result. And then you got global bonds are still up over 5% uh, year-to-date, which, again, for people in global portfolios outside the U.S., that's the, probably the only positive thing you can talk about. In the U.S., uh, as we said, the markets turned a little bit beginning Thursday afternoon and Friday, so the S&P reversed course and was up 1.63 uh, percent week over week, which now takes it to 3.55 year to date. Interestingly, uh, it was the first week uh, the market had been up in September. Nasdaq uh, reversed as well and uh, up three over three percent, bringing the year to date return uh, almost 30 percent, 29.7. The Russell 2000 small cap index was up 1.5, but still down almost 10% year-to-date. And, again, Barclays Ag fell a tiny bit, but still, if you're in bonds and 40% of your money in a balanced portfolio is up 6.83% year-to-date, you're probably pretty happy about that anchor that bonds have provided that flight uh, safety to safety. So positive there. And then you look at Recap. uh, This is still the trend right now, but uh, when you look at the contrast between uh, equal-weighted indexes and market cap indexes, in September, the trend reversed to where equal-weighted indexes are outperforming. So the graph there, you see the green is the S&P 500, equal-weighted, down 2.91%. But the uh, blue line, the S&P market cap-weighted, uh, down five, 4.45%. It's the same for NASDAQ. Uh, the NASDAQ equal weighted index down 3.18, and then the NASDAQ market cap weighted, uh, 100, which has the five mega, ste- techs, mega tech stocks making up 40%, is down 6.46% uh, in the month. So, broader speaking, you can see the impact here. The SP still down 4.4%. Uh, for the month and then Apple's down almost 12%, 11.68, Microsoft down seven and a half, Amazon down 8.33, Facebook down 11.47. Uh, Facebook's got some other uh, uh, single single issues about uh, censoring people uh, and, and so forth. that's really somewhat weighting that stock down as well. And then Google's down over 10%. So clearly there has been a change and market direction from straight up for all the tech stocks in September. So when you look at a recap then, um, uh, year to date, you can see the purple is the very bottom is the S&P 500 up 3.53. And then all the others are the five megatech stocks, which the best performer being Amazon, still up over 71%. Uh, Year-to-date, I saw a market call uh, update this morning with one of the big investment banks uh, saying it had 10% upside from here, which, you know, that isn't all that exciting, but it is what it is. Uh, Apple's still up over 55%. Remember, Apple split uh, four to one. And then you've got Microsoft up 32%, Facebook up 26%, and the laggard being Alphabet or Google up just under 10%.
0: Yeah. So, so to summarize, essentially what is happening right now is that the mega tech, uh, mega cap tech stocks have started to come back to earth a little bit. But when you take a, a broader picture of performance year to date, they're still up huge.
1: I mean, yeah. And they're trading uh, on a 20 year basis. They're trading at uh, P.E. ratios, valuation uh, ratios. That's way out of the norm. So uh, It's rare that you see future returns uh, be that great uh, when uh, these stocks like this have ascended to these uh, valuation levels. So let's talk sectors. A busy slide here. We'll just summarize. If you look at the very bottom graph line, the purple, uh, basically, uh, that is energy. It's the worst sector this year. It's in the news. Uh, and, again, uh, when the world shut down in late March, April, that was always it was more of a demand problem. No one was flying. No one was driving. Uh, but still, that, that sector is a mess. There's going to be a lot of M&A activity. There were a couple of big natural gas producers that merged yesterday. And then you look right above it in the blue line, you see financials are down 22.64% year to date. So, still, those are the bottom feeders in this whole Sector and uh, and then at the very top you see the orange that's the technology sector up twenty six percent and then the dark green uh, consumer discretionary uh, but it's a busy slide but you can see what's outperformed uh, obviously tech consumer discretionary and then you also see what's way underperformed which is energy and financials. Unemployment issues, uh, uh, you know, continuing claims fell a little bit, 50,000 week over week, still 12.58 million. Initial claims climbed ten thousand eight hundred seventy thousand week over week. Unemployment rates currently 8.4 percent. And again, everyone's still talking about the stimulus and is there going to be any before the election. It doesn't appear to be. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. There we go. So the stimulus. Uh, I think right now, as we are talking, that Mnuchin and Pelosi are meeting. So uh, the House is putting up their best foot forward. they need and want $2.2 trillion. The Treasury and the White House have been at a trillion, as, as have the Republicans in the Senate. So I don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, maybe nothing, uh, since we're uh, literally almost five weeks before the election. Uh, but if you look at this slide, what you'll see, and it's a controversial part, the 600 per week enhanced unemployment. Uh, the Republicans do not want that. Uh, we know from clients of ours that uh, a lot of people that work in admin and staff positions uh, basically don't want to come to work. And, uh, and so they're making more money if they get this 600 per week renewal. So it's really hurting small business. Uh, and then you've got these 436 billion in relief to state and local governments. The issue there is that the Republicans in the Senate and the White House and Treasury do not want to bail out poorly run state and local governments. They feel that a lot of that money will probably go to fund underfunded pensions. It will not go to help anybody. It'll be paying for prior mistakes. Uh, I don't know about the second round of the Paycheck Protection Program. Uh, They're talking about only the businesses hit the hardest and I, I think that would mean that you won't see law firms getting any more payments. You won't see medical practices. Uh, you'll basically see those businesses in hospitality, hotels, restaurants, bars, uh, uh, gyms, and, and things like that. So, And, of course, there's the airlines, which have vowed to fire people beginning uh, October 1st, which is later this week, uh, unless they get a renewal, and that's to bail them out uh, going forward. So... Uh, even at the, the, the second from the bottom, $225 billion to education and $57 billion into child care. What I find comical about that is that uh, I'm aware of no public or private institutions, college or uh, in the K-12 level, that have cut uh, teachers off payroll and also reduced tuition. So I don't know why they need bailing out. It's basically maybe they had to buy a couple Zoom subscriptions uh, for their classrooms. but. Other than that, that's sort of where we are, and they're talking as we speak.
0: The big news, the debate coming up tonight—it's the battle royale. <clears throat> uh, so this should be interesting to see how things play out tonight. There's been a lot of uh, hubbub going into this. Uh, you know, there's some of it's been pretty comical. Uh, Trump uh, requesting that Biden be drug tested, or, or that they both be drug tested before uh, the debate. Uh, also, I saw this morning that uh, uh, Trump is uh, trying to see about uh, checking Biden's ears for uh, uh, speakers.
1: Well, you know, Obama had one in his ear in 2012 in debating <laughs> Romney, and they didn't know it at the time, but they found it out afterwards. Uh, and it was uh, it was not not a prank. It was real.
0: Yeah, so I I know I'll be glued to the TV tonight. Joe, I know you will be. I know most of the folks listening to the podcast and, and webinar today will be. Um so the Washingtonian, the paper from up up in Washington, uh, they actually put out a pretty pretty interesting drinking game. So if you uh partake in alcohol, uh, I would Google that. It's it's at least good for a few chuckles. Uh one of the other things too that I thought was crazy that just came out last night um, Project Veritas put out a number of videos showing actual uh, voter fraud. Jo- Joe, did you see these videos?
1: I didn't see the video. I saw the headline and, uh, and seen a couple headlines that uh, there had been uh, dumping of ballots uh, uh, in a number of states. Uh, and I think Veritas, the one I did see, is the allegations on tape, actually, of people working for Congresswoman uh, Omar uh, in Minneapolis, uh, and basically them filling out ballots and taking them into nursing homes for the, them to be signed as, as if they voted for her.
0: Yeah, it was pretty shocking to see, uh, and actually what they captured on the video was uh, uh, people actually paying folks in you know nursing homes and whatnot to, to uh, submit a absentee voter request with the expectation that they would bring the the ballot back. And they would get more money and, and, and fill it out and pay it
1: out. That sounds like right a, a page out of the old, uh, Chicago Mayor Daily's playbook. <laughs> Except he didn't give cash. He gave bottles of, uh, cheap liquor and, uh, cheap wine. And it kept him in power for 40 years as mayor of, uh, Chicago.
0: Yeah. One of the most corrupt cities in the, in the country. Uh, no, but it was shocking to see these videos. I mean, if, if you hadn't seen them, I would look it up. I'm sure it's all over the internet. Surprisingly not on the mainstream media. That's a uh, shocker. That's a big shocker. But, uh, you know, seeing actual cash being exchanged uh, in, uh, in hands, it was pretty shocking. You know, we always hear about this and everybody knows that, oh, this stuff probably happens. Uh, but to actually see it on tape, it was just in your face, kind of shocking.
1: That's even more shocking than Bloomberg paying uh, to have all the inmates' uh, fines paid off so they can get the right to vote in Florida. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, the good news is uh, Forbes magazine says no, v- voter fraud's not not an issue. So we well, can, there you
1: go. You, can, you heard can, it here.
0: You can trust them, I'm sure. Uh, so we'll definitely be watching that tonight. Uh, but the big question is, is do, do elections actually uh, affect the market? So we've weekly been putting out content uh, exp- uh, explaining this and showing history on this. And this is just another chart put out by Lord Abbott that shows Well, really, kind of regardless of whoever gets elected, not only in the president, but the House and Senate, uh, markets tend to go up, uh, except for before the election, coincidentally. The market tends to go down. So just more evidence to uh, stay invested for the long term and and try not to make uh, short term calls on the market, despite how crazy things will likely uh, be. So to wrap up, uh, what are we watching, Joe?
1: Well, we are looking at the really good news on the trends on the coronavirus data, uh, and again, uh, not to be politic, not to politicize it, but we do have uh, in, a, in the U.S. Uh, one of the smallest death rates in the world uh, per capita. Uh, that is a little-known data point that should be more well-known. If you have three hundred thirty million or thereabouts people and you only have uh, 200,000 deaths, uh, you know, that would, would seem to be a good data point. Uh, and, uh, but then you got the election, the postal service, mail-in voting, uh, a lot of these things we just mentioned. Uh, the the uh, impasse on any more stimulus, uh, which the stock market loves stimulus. Uh, we all should know that now with quantitative easing and modern monetary theory. Uh, money supply expansion. Uh, the metals and miners are really selling off. I think this is a great time to look at buying at golds under 1,900 an ounce, and uh, the dollar, uh, based on the dollar strengthening a little bit late last week, uh, so it's a good time to get in there. I don't see inflation's not on the horizon, and September is historically one of the worst months for stocks. And today's the 29th, so we only have one more day to verify uh, that that's uh, is the case again. And then uh, still you got tech uh, leading the way and including uh, other than the megatechs, uh, uh, some of the stay at home stocks like DocuSign and uh, Zoom uh, video, which are just trading at stratospheric uh, prices to sales. Uh, we'll, we'll see about the dollar strength. But, you know, if the dollar strengthens against the euro and other currencies, it's really probably more a story of their currencies weakening against ours. Lastly, on the growth and value uh, debate and thing, is really a worn out argument. I mean, you can buy tech stocks at a discount to their intrinsic value. That's value investing. You can buy energy at a discount uh, to its intrinsic value, and that would be value investing. So literally, you know, typically, if you're looking for growth, you're looking for momentum uh, in improving revenues and earnings. And and so it's still technology, it is still biotech, it's healthcare, and the consumer isn't dead. As long as the consumer keeps getting stimulus, you'll see uh, retail spending improve and so forth. And So that's really uh, kind of a cap of everything we're looking at. And again, uh, we'll probably have a whole different perspective after the debate tonight.
0: Speaking of which, <clears throat> what's the drink of choice tonight for the debate? Stone Cold Sober with a cup of water or... I I, I don't think I could
1: get through this debate uh, (laughs) with water. No, I I, I couldn't. I have to have some fine wine. uh, But then if if it gets too funny, I might have to go to tequila.
0: (laughs) I hear that. All right, folks. Well, that's all we had for today. Uh, Please don't hesitate to reach out if uh, you have any questions or want to explore anything further. Thanks a lot.